0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I was and still am a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. This week is another industry episode, and my guest this week is the most requested guest I've had since I started this podcast. People sliding into my DMs, sending me emails saying, please may we hear from this individual. We'd love to hear more from this individual. Secrets out of the bag if you've already seen the title of this podcast. But my guest this week is my own agent, Maya Ritter from Ritter Talent Agency. I'm so excited for this episode. She gives you all the things you want to hear from a podcast with a talent agent, how to submit properly to an agent, what to do to keep your agent happy, what to do to make their job easier, and what to do as beginning actors to start either looking for an agent or start growing in your career as an actor. Now, once you hear her episode, everyone is going to want to submit to be on her roster. Trust me, she is that legendary. If you're going to submit to her, one – please listen to this episode, because she outlines exactly how to submit to an agent. So if you don't do it properly, that's just silly nonsense. And two, please, please do not say that I, Janet McMorty, recommended you submit to her unless you and I have spoken together previously and we have a relationship, and we've talked about your acting career. I know this is a very negative, Nancy thing to say, but trust me, I'm guilty of this. When you listen to podcasts, you feel like you're a lot more personally connected to the host than you actually are. So please don't say, I talked to Janet and she says I should submit to you. You can say you heard her episode on Second Act Actors. By all means, do that. But please don't say that you have a personal recommendation from me unless you and I have spoke and I have said, I think you should submit to my agent. Because I've told Maya this, and she, if she gets email submissions from people saying that they spoke to me personally and that I recommended that they submit to her, she's going to ask me. And if I have no idea who you are, that is a very bad burning bridges thing to do in this industry that is very, very, very tiny. Please enjoy my incredible agent, Maya Ritter. Tell me your story. How did you get to be a talent agent?
1: So I've been in this industry in, in varying different degrees for a while. As, of course, one of my talent, you know a bit about my backstory. Um, but it's a pretty interesting one because I feel like everyone has a bit of a journey in this industry. And for me, when I was a kid, um, that was, like acting was the only thing that I ever really identified with. Bit of a weird kid growing up. Didn't really have a stable social circle. And when I discovered acting, um, you know, I saw these actors on TV that I I aspired to be. Um, And so I begged and begged and begged my mom to, you know, get me into the industry or find me an agent. Um, I always thought I'd be really, really good at it. And so uh, we found an agency that represented me. And that's how I started my initial journey. In this, and I call it the industry because it is such a large umbrella. And that's how I started off in the industry. So I, as a kid, was kind of unique from my family. My family wasn't really in the arts or in the creative industry growing up. My mom was an accountant. My dad was a construction worker. My brother is also in trades. And then I was kind of this. Very erratic young child that could only really, I was always very analytical and I could only really connect with art. So, mom finds me an agent, I get into it, and there's a bit of a unicorn moment for me where I book a couple of roles that were really large caliber roles. And then all of a sudden, I find myself at quite a young age. Being skyrocketed into this industry and having to kind of navigate through it as a kid. Luckily, I had a very incredibly supporting mother that decided to really take on the bulk of the mediation portion of my career as an actor. Because I was a kid, I needed to be chaperoned on set. I was doing uh, tutoring, so I had to be taken out of school. And my mom was working as an accountant at an engineering firm at the time, and she decided to take a step away from her full-time career to manage mine. During that time, she ended up starting to work alongside the agent that represented me, and she then started to onboard and train as a talent agent. So started off as my manager, went into uh, being a talent agency, and she fell in love with the industry. When she was younger, she always wanted to be an actor, but she never pushed for it. And then she's seeing her child now push for, I think, something that she always connected with. And long of the short, RTA came into fruition. Ritter Talent Agency came into fruition 2016, 2017. Now, during this time, I went through your quintessential Macaulay Culkin phase where I I had like an existential crisis and I was like, I got to figure out who Maya is And I'm going to travel around Southeast Asia for two years with a backpack and a motorbike. And I'm going to figure out what it's almost what it feels like to be a child because I never really was. It's sometimes hard to be a child in the industry because there's a lot of set expectations involved with that. And you have to grow up quite fast. So if you don't also, this actually comes back to agents. If you don't have the right agent, that's supporting your child. And luckily I did, but I was still a kid in the industry that just needed to figure it out. I digress. Long of the short, I ended up doing a little bit of a Maya discovery phase. And when I came back into it, it was very much full circle. So Terry Ritter, as you know, but maybe other people don't know, is my mother. She's the one that founded the agency. And when we came back together as mother and daughter in the industry that really we deepened our bond from as mother and daughter, it was like this eureka moment where I found what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and my career path. And it was of course, connected with acting, but I realized humbly that I didn't want to be an actor. Like I, I kind of, I went through that experience. I loved it. It was so enjoyable. I still have a lot of remnants of kind of the, you know, like that little actor, there's always a little actor in me, but I'm able to hold space for like a massive roster of other actors. So in some ways, Now what my mother did with me, I'm doing with other actors, living vicariously through a beautiful journey that all of you guys take. So super sweet.
0: Is there anything that you've noticed that you've pulled from your career prior as an actor and just as a caveat, as an aside, I remember so vividly our first meeting together, and you talked about how much you wanted to make space and continue to make space for actors and I just remember that hitting me so hard in such a lovely way, thinking what a wonderful, lovely thing to say to another human being. Um, Anyways, but yeah, is there anything that you've noticed you've been able to pull from your career and time as an actor, besides the fact that you can literally empathize with what your actors are going through? Anything else that you've pulled from your career as an actor into now your career as a talent agent?
1: I think that that's such a great question because... I do think that there is a clear cut divide between potentially an agent that hasn't had experience, you know, uh, in the front facing aspect of the industry or potentially an agent. And to be honest, I think a lot of agents have stories um, within this space before they get into uh, operating as an agent. Um, But, you have to have connection to the actors and what they're doing. Because if you don't, how are you supposed to support them? There's, you know, it's... Because this is a very... um emotional industry and it's a very psychological industry so if you're not able to necessarily understand what another individual is going through when they're doing their soft tapes and their auditions and their script uh development uh like everything it would be really hard to i think support them really in mediating their career and the I feel like the feedback that I give is of value and I'm confident in saying that because I was so deeply rooted on the front end of it. And so, yeah, coming back to what you said about compassion, I am very compassionate, very compassionate. I'm also very pragmatic and unfortunately a lot of actors are left to their own devices and are not given the tools and kind of have to figure it out On their own. And I hope that I can be some sort of catalyst to growth or change or development in an actor because a lot of them just aren't given the tools. And I wasn't given the tools. So if I reflect back on when I was that age, if I was given a better understanding about how I potentially needed to approach this. I could have been more reflective with myself as a person.
0: Yeah, so I have a question about that. A lot of my listeners are second act actors, as we're calling ourselves, people who had completely different career paths prior to pursuing a career in acting, obviously myself included. So we didn't have the experience of going through film school or theater school and building up A family of people behind us teaching us about the industry, giving us the inside scoop on the industry. And so it can be quite disheartening and disappointing and... Uh, frustrating, I would say, if you don't have that business knowledge about this show business that we're in. And I shouldn't say it's not just obviously second act actors. I know very well a lot of people who went through film school and theater school can get very disheartened and disappointed in the industry because there's a lot to it that we just don't know and have not learned. So do you have any advice for anyone coming into this industry who did not go through theater school or film school and are wanting to get started, or even just anyone new to this industry? Do you have any advice for anyone who's looking to get started?
1: Yeah, I think, and I think you're right. A lot of people, you know, even if you come out of school for, and luckily, When you go to school for something like this, they're teaching you a bit more about the business side of it and uh, the strategy and the linear approach that you need to have to certain day-to-day operations as an actor. But with that being said, I think that still they come out and then it just can get a bit messy because this is a very volatile industry. And that is also, it's a very high-risk industry in terms of the amount of competition, um, in terms of how much it shifts and changes consistently, that it can be really cha- challenging to find your bearings and to find your foundation. I would say there's two sides to this coin, right? You need to be, in some ways, Uh, you know, an artist and expressive and vulnerable and emotional and all those things that actors very much are. But you also have to be pragmatic and you have to process things and you have to look at the, what you are doing and how consistently you are doing it. Because I'll even say for myself, I'll use myself as an example, because I don't want to touch on anyone in my roster. I, or, um, anyone else for that matter, I'll use myself as a great example of the things that I feel like I could have done better at. Take your agent seriously, hit your deadlines, be consistent, follow up in a, not in an emotional way. Don't be reactive, find your own self validation. And then when you need feedback, ask for feedback in a straightforward way. And those are, I feel like, all things that, because this is a business, and I think that sometimes actors can lose touch with that because they get too ingrained into their emotions, that there are certain approaches that could make you very successful, especially in the agent to actor, because we both need each other. Like, that's a big Thing, you know, I I actually sent a, a video to you guys last night from Stephen Mann at Man Casting that said the same thing. As a casting director, he needs you just as much as you need him. We all need each other. We're a team here. So, at the end of the day, as a fully operating business, I, this is my full time career, and my expectation is that even though you may have things on the side, you have to approach it like it's a full time career. You know, I, like, I am a compassionate person, but I'm not your therapist. And so, um, you have to make sure that you, that you do have those baseline foundations and that you are meeting expectations. So you should, um, kind of write down a list on those deliverables. Like when it comes to pitching to an agent, for example, baseline deliverables is that you have professional headshots done that you have a well-rounded looking resume and that you have a well-rounded cover letter. We look at these things. If you're just sending me an email saying, Hey, well, up? my name's Michael. I really want to get into this industry because, you know, I've been wanting to do it for years. That doesn't say anything to me, Michael, Michael. So it's like, you know... Make sure that you're approaching me in a well-rounded, professional, and well-executed manner because that shows me a lot about how you would be to work with. Because this is work. You got to put in the work. A lot of people forget about that. And then number two, yeah, like, have don't send me an iPhone selfie. Like, if you really want this, like, invest in some headshots um, and then I would say layered on top, top of this, especially with where you're currently at, right away before I even ask for it, send me your self tape setup. Send me a slate or a recent self tape that you did to show me what you got going on for your self tapes so that I know where you're at, so that if potentially I want to onboard you, I can already give you feedback for what you need to do to get your self tapes up to date. Because the expectations that casting is having at this point, as well as what I'm having is that, you know, we're, we're, we're leveling up. We're, we're continuing on with this digital. So we have to kind of approach it like that. And then number two, once you have an agent, um, once again, we're not your therapists. I'm, I think more so on the, um, yeah, the compassion end of things. I'm very easy to talk to, as you know, Janet, like I'm, quite bubbly and very playful, but don't take my kindness for weakness. Um, So, you know, understand that I'm here holding space, but that also my main day-to-day operations are done for you guys. And so kind of approach me the way that I'm usually approaching this, which is once again, as a business, you know, consistently.
0: Something that I've heard a lot of from actors is my agent is not doing enough for me. Casting is not doing enough for me. Other people in the industry are not doing enough for me. And I know I'm making a broad generalization. I know it's not everyone, but I know I'm definitely guilty of feeling that way as well, too. And I think when I did some, you know, self reflection is that a lot of us don't understand what goes on day to day behind the scenes of A talent agent or a casting director or just anyone else in the industry who aren't the actors. So much more goes into it than what we think. And I was wondering yes. what your thoughts are on this. I know it's a bit of a negative Nancy question, but my second question is, can you please take me through a day in your life as a talent agent so we can kind of lift this veil off of what actually goes on behind the scenes in your absolutely chaotic, crazy, hustling job?
1: It's a, it's a wonderful question, though, because I think, one the human condition is a tricky thing because we all have ego and sometimes we can get lost in our ego and from the role of an agent, um, we're working of course on the back end of things. A lot of the time, what I will say is that, um, as an actor, you are this one single person, you know, navigating through it. And I understand that that can be a challenge. As an agent, I am one single person juggling so many different people and different energies and people at different places. And I'm working with casting directors and producers and directors and trying to mediate the COVID test, trying to get the submission deadlines in and trying to do this and trying to do that. It's not a woe is me. And that's why I don't want to speak on it from an ego space because that's what I don't like to bring into my roster. And that's what I don't, I try and... Invite people to not operate off of of um, their own ego because we all get lost in it, right? This like victim mentality of well, I'm doing all this and you're not fucking showing up for me. Well, here's the thing: we're all trying our best, and sometimes we just have to see it from the perspective of another individual. And yes, a lot of actors don't know what's happening on the back end right? There's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different, uh, what do you call it? There's a lot of different steps that we're going through as agents, as casting, as producers, as directors to get to the final goal, which is creating something, creating a project, right? And there are so many different people that are going down the line. And, in many ways, it starts with me and you. So one thing that I has been a resounding amount of feedback that I've spoken to with other talent when I'm doing onboarding meetings is that they've had challenging times with their agents or that there hasn't been communication or that they haven't had a relationship. Now, I can't speak for other agents on this, but a, what it comes back to like, don't, you you need to almost for a moment, take your emotions out of it and be a bit more stoic on how you're processing these things because I am able to remove myself from work at the end of the day. And I think as an actor, you need to let go of your ego at the end of the day as well. And if for whatever reason, I think there's two sides. I think there's someone that, um, not has over expectations but is operating off of ego and then there's someone that isn't able to validate themselves and both are very challenging traits to have in an industry like this because um both will show and both will end up pigeonholing you if that Mm. makes sense yep yeah and I'm trying to put this in, in, in the kindest way possible because I can understand from a psychological standpoint why people behave the way they behave. <laughs> but what I will say is that I am really trying my best and juggling so many things at once. And one thing that I still do is I make the time I feel like if I'm not able to make the time, then I have to actually look at myself. And I feel like if actors are not feeling, um, I don't know, validated or appreciated, look at yourself before you offset blame on another person. Put that on a t shirt. Yep. Yeah. Do it. Look at, like, look inward before you start projecting outward because it is, You know, and I think we've all either been on a set as an actor where someone's working off of their ego or, you know, we've been confronted with, with a situation like that. And what I will say is that typically it's a projection and also typically you're not fucking communicating. I'm sorry, but you're not actually being transparent with me. If you have a problem with me as your agent, that's major, major red flag. Talk to me, we can probably figure it out, and vice versa it's a relationship. it genuinely is like especially between the agent to actor it's very much a relationship if you don't respect your agent, I mean get a new agent why why stay in a toxic relationship it's the same with me it's like if i'm really struggling um, with one of my actors and I feel like I've communicated to the best of my ability and it's still not resonating or I'm still not seeing the change in the shift. It's, it's so similar to a relationship because you can't change another person. They have to figure it out on their own. And if I'm desperately trying to shift or change or grow someone, but it's not resonating, then I also have to at some point move forward. And I, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing, and it doesn't have to be a bridge burned like it doesn't always have to be, but usually, what happens is that actors will leave it way too long sitting in stagnancy in um agency relationship without actually speaking on it or or articulating themselves on how they're feeling, and then all of a sudden they get to a point where it bubbles up and they move on to a different agency and they then have a bad taste in their mouth from that one. But, you know, a lot of the time it it really is a relationship. And and sometimes it's just based on like, you know, you got to change, you got to change it up. You got to switch the pace. Like you want something different. It's cool. um, But we have to both respect each other. That's the thing. Like, Don't, don't get an ego in this industry. Just when you're doing well, you know, just because, uh, you know, you're, you're, you know, like, stay humble, stay, stay humble.
0: Is there anything actors can do to make your job easier?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I would say the main thing genuinely, and I think this goes in every single career, is if you mess up, like if you miss a deadline or or there's a date conflict or you're booking out, like I actually genuinely don't need your life story or an excuse because it, it just is what it is. I just need a, a more linear, like I don't need um, a script on, <laughs> yeah, I don't need a screenplay on why you weren't able to make this deadline. I would appreciate the recognition and the, Hey, I'm going to make sure that I take these steps next time. I don't need to hear well, I was doing the because it, it like you missed the deadline. Like it's just, it is what it is. Um, unless it's an emergency situation, of course, you can articulate that or you can even, you don't even have to go in depth with me. You can just say, Hey, it was, I'm so sorry. I had a big emergency this, da, da, da. but it's because then I can put out the fire faster than going back and forth first and foremost, just, Hey, Maya, I'm so sorry. I missed my deadline. I'm able to get the self tape in for you. Like, just tell me first and foremost, if you're able to get it in. Or can I still get this in or not? Boom. That already makes a deeper understanding of whether I have to now send a decline or whether I can potentially push back that deadline. Number two, if it comes to, like, date conflicts, that stuff happens all the time. You know, as an agent, as a casting director, we've all dealt with date conflicts. It's just something that happens when you have outside dates and tentative dates and bookable dates. Um, so just let me know your date conflicts as soon as possible, and then we can try and figure out a work around them. But especially when it comes to, like, the big mess-ups, like missing a deadline, Without informing me beforehand, the biggest thing that I need to know first and foremost is if you're able to make up for that deadline potentially today. If you can send me that self tape a little bit later on today, then at least I can inform casting that I'm able to get this in for you. If if they're still accepting it, the biggest thing I need is recognition that this is not going to be happening on a consistent basis. So that's kind of baseline principles. Those are the biggest things. If You feel like you need to take a step back. This is a big thing. If you feel like you need to take a step back because you're overwhelmed with your personal life, because most actors have personal lives, I want you to feel safe with talking to me and saying that you are. Instead of putting so much stuff on your back that, boom, that's usually what happens, you start missing deadlines. Because I would rather you take a pause than you start messing up your business and my business and the business of casting directors. Take a step back before it gets to that point where you're overwhelmed, you're in burnout, because we've all been in burnout, I've been in burnout, and guess what happens? I become the worst version of myself, and yeah, I make up excuses, and I'm not honoring and setting boundaries. So those are the two major, major things, I would say.
0: I think there's a fear amongst actors regarding the actor-agent relationship that if I decide to take a step back, or if an actor decides to take a break from acting, that oh my goodness, my agent is going to drop me.
1: Yeah, look, I've had it where someone has been such a ping pong that it's almost like okay, well, you're coming in and out and in and out and in and out and. It comes back to that relationship. I feel like I have no relationship with you. Like, why am I going to gun for you when I'm terrified that you're gonna not show up for me? So that's a big thing. Once again, we all have personal lives and we all sometimes need to take a moment. But if I'm like, if I'm constantly having to live in concern that. I'm going to send you out to something and you're not going to be able to meet like just baseline expectations. It's like being hired by any employer. At some point, the employer is going to be like, well, there's a hundred, like especially in this industry, there's tons of other people that would absolutely kill to be in your position. So wait, why am I putting so much energy into it? But you also... If you once again are are going through something personally or you need to take a step back that's fine but if it's happening on a consistent basis that circles back to what I said about ego and what I said about projection you have to look inward and you have to realize if this is really the career path that you want to take because you got to kind of dream big in this industry and you got to put in your you got to put in your footwork but just like anything, you gotta put in the time. If you, it, like, I think that sometimes people live in fantasy world. You gotta dream big, but you also gotta put in the time. You know, you can't just, it's it, like, it's not like point Z all the time. Like, you gotta go through the alphabet. You know? People
0: have this weird idea about acting, and you know, it comes from the story. Well, you know, like everyone has the story, or they know someone who knows someone who was plucked from obscurity from a shopping mall and became a superstar. Yeah. And so everyone has this expectation that that is going to happen to them. And I think it's w- unique in this career in acting because most other careers have a very linear, stepwise approach. Linear. For example, you know, I am a doctor, I went to medical school, and then once I was done my medical training, I checked the boxes and I became a doctor. And that doesn't exist for acting. Yeah, there's a linear approach to the career of acting. You know, there's the things, the logical things that you need to do in order to succeed and and whatnot. But there isn't really that definite stepwise approach. And people also don't want to know that there is a bit more of a stepwise approach. They want to be that plucked from obscurity type thing when there really is so much more to it. It's so rare that that happens.
1: And that's why I said at the beginning, I had a unicorn moment because those things at times happen. And also what's really freaking cool as an agent is watching that happen with our actors. One day they get that role and it changes the trajectory of their entire career. And just like you said, there's no real linear approach and everyone has a different metric to success in this industry and what that looks like to them. And I, I think being uh, booked on something that you just connect with and that you just like, is like the character that you always wanted to kind of be or whatever metric you want to place on it, because everyone has a different one. What I'll say is that we see those moments happen as an agency all the time. And it's something that I'm going to touch on in our, in our zoom meeting as a roster is that I, you know, I've sat with people for a year, two years and, and worked with them. And then all of a sudden it just happens. Like one, one day it just happens. And, you know, you never know when it is, but I will say that all the people that have had that happen to them, it's always been through consistency and, and maintenance. So it comes back to that whole point A to point Z, you know, surely that can happen. We've seen it. We've seen it. But as well with that whole quote unquote unicorn, you guys all are wonderful and special in your own right and to whatever degree. And maybe it's not a unicorn moment. Maybe it was just like, that was, that, that, that's their journey, right? This is your journey and you can't have comparison in this industry. And you also can have comparison in life because that's just going to set you back so much because you're constantly looking at an example of someone that is not you and that's not your story and that's not your journey. So... I would say, instead of looking at another person's, you look at the fundamentals and the priorities that you want to set for yourself and the standards that you want to set for yourself. Maybe that person has similar standards to you, but that's not your story. That's not your journey. Focus on your journey, focus on where you're at. And then one day, similar to love one day, maybe you'll wake up and you'll meet the love of your life. You never know when this stuff happens you just never know. And I think the more that you focus on the principles of who you want to be in this industry and what you want to become, that's when all of a sudden you wake up and those, those moments do happen because you're aligned. Like I very much believe in, in, in being pulling those things into to your, it, to your life.
0: Do you have any favorite memories so far in your time as an agent?
1: Oh, my God. That's what's so sweet about being an agent is, is like, you know, in many ways, a lot of those things happen every single day, just in varying degrees. I think uh, the question that I often get is like, what was the biggest project that you booked an actor on? Do you have any celebrities on your roster? You know, and like, it's, it's so funny because, We've all across the board booked our talent on very big projects with very big names, but that's one singular project. There's so many other things and it's, it's not even about the project. It's about the emotion and the way that it's experienced with an actor. So seeing my actors get so excited when they book something It it fires me up and it never gets old. And I love making that call. I love it. There's a reason why, um, you know, a lot of people, regardless of what happens in their lives as actors, there's a reason why we still have people that have been doing this for 25, 30, 40 years. They may be doing stuff on the side, but they're still doing this for the art, for the enjoyment and for the experience. I'm just lucky enough that I get to do it as a full-time career.
0: Can you take me through an average day? What does that look like for you as an agent?
1: I mean, so first and foremost, we have deadlines. Like you guys do when it comes to auditions. Agents do as well. Everyone has a deadline. And, um, I like to harp on this because casting director could be juggling anywhere, uh, you know, from one major project to, uh, volume of projects, uh, especially commercial agencies. They're dealing with volume. Um, a lot of film and TV, especially during pilot season, they're having volume at a different caliber with a lot more role breakdowns, you know, a lot more recasts or, uh, spec changes, et cetera. But what I'll say is that they're juggling a large volume of projects as I am, right? And so first and foremost, two baseline things that I'm doing throughout the day is I'm looking through hundreds of breakdowns that are being posted by secure casting directors because of course we work off of secure databases. We're not working off of like a mandy.com that's like the Craigslist of acting. So when I'm going through the submissions, I'm weeding through my roster and identifying a a breakdown, a character description with my actors and with my roster. I am then submitting. I may leave a note depending on if I feel like further information needs to be given, i.e. if there's a spec in there that you connect with. We've actually been through this together, Janet, is, you know, I've pitched you with a larger articulation of why you would be a good fit for that role. And so that's something that I take into account and into consideration when I'm pitching to casting. And then, of course, I'm making my submissions. So the bulk of my submissions are happening in the morning, but then it's all peppered in throughout the day. So two baseline things just to make sure that we're all staying on pace is to be, of course, pitching you for projects, and submitting my actor's content for projects. So that takes up a large bulk of my day. Now, on top of that, I am doing contract mediation for bookings. I'm coordinating with production as well as casting directors on recalls or callbacks, dealing with, of course, COVID testing, liaisoning with production and the production coordinators, Um, so that, you know, dates are all aligned, making sure that there are no date conflicts with any of the projects that my actors are on. If there are any date changes that are happening on set, which happen quite often, making sure that those are tracked, monitored, and that there are no conflicts with that as well. If we do get recalls or we do get any sort of conflicts, Also, having to confirm with my talent whether there are any date conflicts on their end. I'm also trying to navigate through general work schedules of most of my clients. So, a lot of confirmations are happening throughout the day. Also, if I'm onboarding, there's going to be a peppered in rep call On top of that, of course, actors need feedback. They need sometimes validation, right? They want to make sure that there's a relationship there. So I'm making sure to maintain those relationships as well. Of course, (laughs) layered on top of that, there's always stuff that can come up on set. So sometimes things need to just be dealt with on the fly. It's a busy day. And on top of that, I am someone that's very um, anal about you know, reviewing all of the self tapes that I'm given. So I'm taking the time to review every single self tape. So on top of that, I am reviewing. So there's a lot of layers to what I'm doing throughout the day. Um, and at some point I need to eat lunch.
0: (laughs) You know, it it's so helpful to hear that. Like thank you for taking me through that. That's just
1: so helpful. My mouth is dry after talking about it. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, there's just so much more to what you do in a day than I ever thought. And I know if I'm thinking that, there's no way that I'm the only one who was that clueless. I mean, of course, there's way more to your job than just submitting your actors to appropriate roles. The contract negotiations, issues that happen on set, it's got to be so unpredictable. And so I think it's so helpful to hear what you do because we're so clueless right I mean it's like there's this veil of secrecy that's over the industry and I mean it's not like Mm. you can't find the information the information is out there if you look for it but there does feel like there's a bit of kind of secrecy with what's going on so I appreciate you telling me everything that you do
1: yeah and I I just think that a lot of people are very uninformed and that's not that's not the fault to them you know, there's not a lot of people that are discussing this. I think what's nice about um the development of the digital era is that there are a lot more podcasts, there are a lot more uh casting directors that are hopping on and discussing this stuff so that actors can get more insight on um what we are doing on the back end. And I think you're right in this space of that you you know, as an actor, you are one single person. And, um, you know, the, unfortunately the world just doesn't revolve around you. And so as someone that is really trying my best in the bandwidth of a, of a 24 hour day while trying to also maintain my own my own self. I am making sure that just like you said, I'm kind of juggling a fair bit of stuff. And so I think sometimes we all have to have a little bit more compassion and a deeper understanding for what we're all doing and trying to do. But I think that a lot of the time maybe as casting and as agents and as producers, et cetera, we do have a pretty well-developed understanding of actors, I would think. Whereas I think a lot of actors just don't have a very well-developed understanding of us. So sometimes there can be a lot of talk around, yeah, agents and casting directors. And, you know, it's almost like, a little like mean girls gossip at times, but I, I think it's just because there's a lack of understanding and human beings, we wanna, we wanna understand. So we'll create our own stories around what we think someone does if they're not meeting the expectations of what we've curated in our mind for them to do.
0: Yeah, without ever actually communicating with them what the expectations actually
1: are. <laughs> without ever communicating relationship relationship I'm telling you it's like you know and I always say this but I understand it's a challenging thing to do if you don't know fucking ask me I'll answer I will answer you I will answer you I will let you know what's going on I will don't be afraid don't be afraid I think, and I talk about this, or I say this to myself a lot, which is to do things that you're scared of. And this industry is a very, it pushes the buttons on fear and it is scary and it's unknown and those are all very confronting things for human beings to deal with is something that's unknown something that pushes boundaries something that's out of your comfort zone cuz as an actor you're always getting out of your comfort zone in some way and you need to you need to kind of always be proactive on going for something that scares you and and pushing pushing the envelope a little bit and and keep going, like keep striving. I think a lot of people just give up too easily and it's a challenging world to be in and I can respect that and push against that. Um, Like go against the grain a bit because the more that you do that, the more self-assured you're going to be, regardless of what happens. The more that you face fears, the more of a confident person you become because you realize you faced it And it wasn't that scary after all. And then you go through it again and it wasn't that scary after all. I'm going to equate it back to something that has nothing to do with acting. I'm taking a solo uh, skydiving course in July when I get back to Toronto. The only reason I'm doing it is for the sheer purpose of that it scares the shit out of me. And I also know that I'm going to gain some depth of experience from it. Because it does scare the shit out of me and I'll move through it and then all of a sudden it will be done and I'll realize that it's something I'm capable of. So I would say as an actor, keep on pushing and also like keep reassessing where you're at and where you want to be. Like look at this once again, pragmatically. Look at your overall goals and what you're prioritizing. And if they're not lining up with the way that you're behaving currently, and the way that you're operating currently, then you need to reassess what the fuck you're currently doing <laughs> and shift it to realign with your goals and what you want from this.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Maya, for being my guest this week. Thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule of not only managing your incredible roster of actors, myself included, but also balancing you know how important it is to be a human living in this world. Sometimes we forget, as we talked about in this episode. We as actors think that we are the center of this universe, and everyone is just flitting around us. Agents are human beings, too, and Maya is an incredible human being, as you just heard. Now, again... I need to repeat this, as I said at the beginning of the episode. If you are going to submit to be on Maya's roster, she literally just told you how to do that properly. So rewind, listen again. If you're going to be submitting to agents, this is the proper way to be doing it. She literally just told you. Also, again, please do not say I personally recommended you to her unless you and I have a prior personal relationship and you and I have discussed personally that you should submit to be on Maya's roster. Please don't. You can say you heard Maya's episode on my podcast, but if you and I don't have a personal relationship, please do not say that this was a referral from Janet McMorty personally, because Maya will talk to me about it. And if you don't, if I don't know who you are, that is a red flag and a bridge burned in a tiny, tiny industry with not many bridges. (laughs) I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Waduer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancy's, judgy McJudgerson's, or Debbie Downer's, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye!